It's clear the unthinkable is here. With the recent media distractions, most folks never saw it coming, but some did. Their guts told them something was wrong, and the headlines are proving them right. Our so-called trusted institutions tell you not to worry, that everything's fine, but you know better. Self-reliance doesn't happen overnight. You have to start somewhere. Start with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company, is more than equipped to stock your shelves. Ditch the canned vegetables and boxed pasta. Their best-selling three-month food kit provides delicious breakfast, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years. These meals offer 2,000 calories every day with a balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready in the event of an emergency. Just add water and heat then eat. Start or strengthen your food supply with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Visit preparewiththinkaboutit.com to get ready. Order now for fast and free shipping. Preparewiththinkaboutit.com. What you're about to hear, you have never heard before. This is not a dream. This is not a vision. This is an encounter and visitation of Jesus Christ and a literal visit to hell. Hi, Steve here. When I was a kid, my parents and friends were out at a local park in a nice wooded area, campground, and they cooked hot dogs and hamburgers and everything on one of those charcoal pit grills. You know, I was pretty young, I'm about six or seven years old, and I'd run up to one of my parents and ask if I could go play with the other kids, and they said yes. So I was so excited, I just turned around and without even thinking before it was too late, I stepped on a grill that someone had just laid down on the sand behind me. In my bare feet, I stepped directly on this grill. The pain I felt was something that I've never experienced before. And that was the pain of burnt feet. I couldn't even walk and they picked me up and had to take me to the hospital in a panic. But I'll tell you the truth. The pain I felt on my feet doesn't even compare to the reality of what so many are experiencing right now and will experience for eternity. Christians don't think about hell very often because they won't spend eternity there. But are they warning those around them in their family and people at work what's ahead for them if they never repent and receive the love of the truth that's in Jesus Christ? It really makes me wonder if people who claim to be Christians really believe the Word of God because if they do and they understand the eternal horror of hell, they would not stop warning others how they can avoid going there. In Matthew 10:28, Jesus said this, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. I've never been to hell and I never will be in hell because of my faith and trust in the only name above all names, both in heaven and in earth, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. But there are too many testimonies of people who've been there and God by His mercy allowed them to come back. And by His mercy, He allows you to hear their testimony and repent. When I was 24 years old, all of a sudden there was quiet like a stillness or something while I'm sitting on my couch. Is it, I don't know how to explain it. Then all of a sudden, Jesus Christ walked through my door. He created matter. He doesn't have to open doors. He walked up to me and said, Son, very important word, Son, 
come with me. His face was like the brightness of the sun, and I was as were dead. John was right. That's how it is. Only way you can explain it. His garments were white, like, like perfect white. My spirit knew, as I knew, my consciousness knew, and I knew that this was Jesus Christ. My spirit obeyed when he said, come, right out of my mouth, making it obvious that this wasn't a vision, and I knew this wasn't a dream, so it's not a dream, it's not a vision. This is literally, boom, we went through the earth. I could see the layers of it. He's on my right-hand side. As we go to the earth, I see the center of the earth, and it's a pit. And it's got more to it, but that's what I'm talking about here. It's a pit, and in there, there's people that were in my church, and they were in hell. Let's stop. He that judges a matter before he hears the whole thing is folly. Listen to what I have to say. No matter how educated or intelligent you are, listen to me. I was a Calvinist. I was a dean at Everlasting Chip Ministries, an accredited school where you get your bachelor's, master's degree. I taught Greek. I knew as I studied Greek that the Greek was refuting Calvinism. I knew that men who taught it had to twist it because I knew that the word believeth is a present tense imperative verb. You can't connect anything else in the scripture, such as shall and everlasting life, without connecting it in conjuncture to the word believeth. But people twist the word as scripture says. For every text, there must be a context or, or it is a pretext. I'm just telling you like it is. I saw people in my own church telling, saying to me, Pastor John, you told us we couldn't lose our salvation. Now, this is for eternity. I'm going to hear this. There's no place to go. There's no place to run. It's not a TV. You can't turn it off. Your brain doesn't shut it down. You can't fall asleep. You're forever awake. You fully, completely understand it because even though you're in a spirit, you completely can hear and see. You're there. You can't deny it. Then I, in the, in the middle of this, I'm put into a tomb. The Lord tells me, son, if you continue to believe what you believe and preach it, this is going to be your punishment. And I'm put into this tomb. And in this tomb, I see like, uh, like a spider. I see like a monkey. And I, and, I, and I see a spider, a monkey, and I see a rat. And I'm in this tomb and I can hear billions of voices. But I can ascertain and understand them. Now, your frontal cortex, where you make your decisions and your cognitive facilities, right? That's where it all happens. It can't process that. Your ears can't assimilate and process all of that. But when you're out of your body, you can. So we can handle, we sometimes maybe get in getting insulted or condemned by people or accused, and it hurts. But how about billions of voices cursing you, jeering you, making fun of you, tormenting you, lying to you, messing with your mind, millions of them, hearing each one of them, understanding each one of them. Each one of those, boom, shoots in there, boom, hits you deep inside your heart, deep inside your spirit. It hits you, but you can't escape it. It's for eternity. There's no reprieve. You've done the deed, you're there. You lied, you preached a false gospel. You told people they were eternally secure. Though you knew as a person who studied Greek and Hebrew, it wasn't feasible. You twisted it because you didn't want to hear the truth. And now you're there. 
and there's no way out. You can't say, God, I repent now. I'm sorry. I didn't know because everybody knows the truth. You're just twisting the truth. You're twisting it. You can become to a point where strong delusion causes you actually to believe the lie. But I wasn't there. I hadn't seared my conscience. So I hadn't gone over like a lot of Calvinists have gone over. They've seared their consciences. And outside of a supernatural miracle, they will never, ever make it to heaven because they've seared their conscience. They simply believe their brains are cooked. That, that, that pickle's been left in pickle juice too long. And now it, it's got the, the bitter taste of vinegar. Yeah, I believe a person can probably repent till the time they're gone, but it's going to be hard. I, I believed in Calvinism. So I'm in hell. I see the lake of fire. Now, do I see fire? No. You say, oh, wait a second. Oh, no. Oh, I saw outer darkness. In outer darkness, there was a lake. I knew it was a lake. I could see that it was a lake. And people were bobbing up and down in this lake, the people that I had deceived, in the lake of fire. And they were crying out, Pastor John, you deceived us. They were in this lake, but there was outer darkness. Remember, hell is outer darkness. The worst thing in the world is darkness. There, God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. The absence of light is darkness. God isn't going to be there. He's not showing up. There's complete darkness there. Talk about claustrophobia. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to run. Complete darkness in flames, being burned alive. No ability to change, repent, I'm sorry, fix it. This is it, forever, tormented, demons cursing you, lying to you. You're there, and you're there because you've been a liar. You're there because you're a backslider, or you're, you're, you're a lukewarm Christian. You're there because you're a false prophet, and you told people that you, what you knew could not be taught intelligently, articulately from the Greek, you taught it anyways, and you're a liar, and you knew it. And now God says, it doesn't matter. Nobody will con me. Nobody can, can lie to me and get away with it. You're here for eternity. If you believe in Calvinism, if you believe you can be lukewarm or you can be a backslider, make it into heaven, you better run. You better run because you won't be able to hide in any rock when Christ comes in the fullness of his glory. And I've had visions of him coming back. You'll not be able to hide. You're not going to have a discussion. It's over. The devil is a destroyer, and right now California has legalized marijuana. This will mean the destruction of thousands of lives. I smoked pot when I was a kid, and by God's mercy and grace, like Megan, I'm saved and still here. But listen to her testimony of the typical millennial today if you don't think it can happen to your child or to you. Hello, my name is Megan. I had an out-of-body experience. I was not totally saved. I um, did pretty well whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Um, I drank a lot and I smoked a lot of weed. This is really emotional for me to talk about. Um, so if, if this is you, then this video is for you. I had been asking God to deliver me um, from alcohol and from bad relationships and um, um, I had some friends come over and um, I had 
really been in the depths of prayer of God, please deliver me from this weed. I don't want to smoke weed anymore. I want to live long. And I had tasted God in church and felt what he tasted like in my heart. And I wanted more of God in my life. And I just couldn't seem to put this weed down. I got really drunk and, um, excuse me, I got really drunk and these people, my old friends, I haven't talked to them since this has happened and I grew up with this girl and, um, they were, they had this synthetic marijuana and they didn't tell me that's what it was. All they said was, don't smoke it like weed. I remember everything in my body shutting down. I remember becoming, feeling completely paralyzed. And a lot of people will say, well, there's no medical, you know, uh, terms that pronounced you that you were dead or whatever. But I know in the depths of my soul, I know in my heart, I know with all that I am where I was and where I went. Um, and I don't want anybody, even the worst person on the face of the earth, I would not want them to go to hell. And that's where I went. I remember everything shutting down in my body. I remember... As soon as I felt what was happening, I said, God, three times, God, God. And then I said, Jesus, three times. And I, I screamed his name loud. I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I knew, I just knew what was happening. I, I thoroughly remember it felt like somebody took my soul and threw it into outer darkness. And I remember literally feeling that I became hell. I wasn't hell. I was hell. I became hell. I remember feeling like I was touched by every sin of the world and the thought came to me that this is what Jesus felt when I was there I I knew where I was and I kept and there was I couldn't speak the fear was so great the fear was so great, you you were literally paralyzed by fear. I couldn't move. I had no authority to move. It was as though I was glued to hell's surface. Um, and my, my spirit kept saying, my conscience, everything around me kept saying, me in hell, but I'm a good person. But I'm a good person. And that's all that was happening. And I couldn't believe that I was in hell. 
A lot of people may think you're just hallucinating, whatever. There's been so many people, teenagers die on this synthetic marijuana, and I, I pray with all that I am that they be released if they did go to hell. I pray that they said a prayer of repentance before they took their last breath. But I know that it was not a hallucination. I remember being surrounded by actual demons. They were speaking in a different language. I was not able to interpret what they were saying. I just remember I had no, no way out, no authority to run or anything. Um... I thoroughly remember that I was literally going to be eaten by them. I'm not kidding. I'm not lying. That's the only thing I knew. And I've read up on other stories and other things happening to people when they've gone to hell and they have said the same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's... That's exactly what happened to me. It felt as though I had been there for, I'm not kidding, a billion infinity years. And come to find out uh, later on, I had only been out um, in my flesh for about 15 to 20 minutes. I remember that there's a lot of feelings that I can't relive okay it's hard it's hard to say this there's a lot of remembrance that I knew happened that was taken away from me now I would think that if it was still there I wouldn't be able to function in life that's how much torment there is in hell it's not a place for God's people it's a it's a place for Satan and his demons and his fallen angels. God did not create that place for people. And um, I wouldn't wish for anybody to go there. Like I said, not even the worst person on the earth to go there. I have been very, very blessed since then. I have been sober since that day, 3-3-13. And it is now... Um, September 29th, 2017. I haven't picked up pot at all. I haven't done any drugs. Um, and believe me, I was the biggest drug addict. As a teenager, I started smoking pot heavily when I was 12. I stopped in my early 20s only because that happened. I urge you, I encourage you, think twice because you may not come back. Many people won't believe they're in hell, but they will be. And it will be too late. We're living in the last days. We don't know the day or the hour that Christ will bring all things to a conclusion. But for those who continue to live their lives for themselves and mock the gospel of Jesus Christ and claim that he's not the Son of God, the most horrifying reality will finally be realized when they pass away and into eternity. Jesus even said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. He will make a new heaven and a new earth, but his word will never pass away. I'm here today to tell you the truth about what I saw. Hell is real.
that's the main thing I want to tell you. It's 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 a real place. I don't think it's that far, and it's absolutely real. And uh, I'm absolutely terrified to to end up there. Mm. Um, it's very difficult for me to make this video because um, it just brings really bad memories from that place. It all started about two months ago. As the, I had a very sharp pain in my heart um, and I couldn't breathe or move. The same night I went to sleep and I woke up in hell. Um, I was above all the mountains, the, the loads of mountains, it's like, it's all mountains. And I saw no beginning, no end of the place. And um, I wasn't scared at first. I was just looking at it and I was so surprised. And I was thinking, wow, it really exists, the place is real. And I always had some doubts about it. You know, we all Christians says, we all say hell exists, heaven exists. But I always had this tiny doubt, you know, that you don't say to anyone or you don't talk about it. You just have this thing inside you. And here I was genuinely surprised and I thought, oh, I need to tell everyone. It's actually real. It's real. And then I went down and um, that was the worst part. Seeing it from above, it's it's not so bad. I had to, I have to mention it was dark. There was a bit of a red light and uh, it was dark. And then I went down. I could fly. I could actually fly. And uh, I was stuck near the mountain. I was just where the top was. I was just there. Um, I couldn't see anything down. What was below? The thing about the place is. I don't have words to describe it because it's because it's it's not human it's not it's a spiritual place so I was just thinking when I when I actually woke up after this I was thinking how do I explain this because there are no words uh, I don't think humans have any words for that place all I can say is I was in shock I was in agony you have this feeling of pain the pain is inside you but I I just can't describe it. I just, I don't know. How do I say it? The only example I can give is, imagine you have a dream, like the worst nightmare in your life, the worst nightmare you have. That's about 100 times worse. The fear, the panic, the shock, and you look around and this the, you know you're not the only one there, but the, the, the shock was, you know, you're scared, you know you're in hell. There's no, no one, there's no need someone to tell you you're in hell, you know it's a hell. And there's no, no tiny thing, of, no happiness, there's no, like, here we can make a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, or we're happy, there's something cheerful, or we can do that. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's just horror, an absolute horror. Probably I was a few minutes in this condition where I had this inside pain and panic. And uh, then my relative came. That was my 
I don't know who it was to be honest because my memory was wiped. I don't know who it was. And uh, he was in shock, just like me. He just got there and he started looking around in this darkness. Darkness, but you could still see everything. And he realized, he knew straight away where he was. And um, I just said to him, just don't curse God, don't curse him. I'll, I'll pray for you. But I don't think he even heard me or he was just in total shock. And I, I think I had this idea of hell. I heard people's stories about it, but I didn't think it was that bad. I just think, I don't think I could stay any longer there because my heart was going to explode. You know, like, you just can't take anymore. It's just that bad. It's And the fear is so great. And I sort of expected someone, but I'm not sure who it was or what I supposed to see there. And then I woke up. It was exactly 12 o'clock. And I, I woke up and I just thought, I can't believe I just, I just been in hell. I just saw hell, the hell and I'm, I just can't go to sleep back again because I'm worried I'll end up there again. So I, I just kept crying, maybe till six o'clock in the morning. I just kept crying and praying to God, please don't send me there. I was thinking about it after that and uh, it's, I'm sure it was just a small part what I saw, it's just a small part of of a very big place and uh, I saw lots of other things, I'm, there were so many memories of, I saw things, I don't know whether there were the demons I saw, but all my memory was wiped, I just woke up and the second I woke up I couldn't remember anything of that. I could remember this atmosphere of like, you know, you just can't do anything, there's no hope, there's no love, there's no one, you're just alone in this horrible place. And I was thinking in hell, I was thinking I'd give anything, I'd give my house, I'd give my car, I'd give anything, I just, I don't, I just can't believe I'm here, I would give anything to get out of here, but I couldn't. You sort of, you just can't go anywhere. You don't have any physical power. Like, we rely here on our physical power. We can do that, we can do other things. You can't do anything there. Um, so I think lots of people talk about different experiences in hell. And I saw this part of hell. Other people saw maybe the lowest part where maybe the biggest criminals and people like Stalin, Hitler, Lenin, maybe down the bottom bit. All I know is I saw that place and it's real. And it's it will stay with me forever. Every day I wake up now and I know the place is real. I was in depression because I didn't expect to end up there. I didn't think I was a bad person. I used to think, I'm a good person, I used to think. I'm satisfied with myself. I'm doing my bit for charity. I'm going to church. I'm, I'm maybe better than some other people, like criminals, because I don't have maybe as bad sins as them. That's what I used to think before that happened to me. I just want you to know the, the place is real. It's real and it's it's not a 
someone's fantasy. It's not written in the Bible so to scare people so they don't do bad things. Nothing in this life is important. No money, no properties, no nothing is important. It's just the the most important thing is not to end up there. And it, I can tell you, it's just not worth it. No, no money are worth it. Nothing is worth it just to end up there. Or you might have a good lifestyle here. And it's just not worth it to end up there. Just the worst place you could imagine. It's like, it's so many times worse than you could think of. And um, the problem is I can't even describe it because it's all spiritual. Um, but I hope you got some idea of this place. God bless you and uh, thank you for watching my video. How can different people from different parts of the world who've never even talked to each other and don't know each other, how can they all tell us the same things and describe what they saw? Unless it's very, very real. I was in a coma. I had like an out-of-body well near-death experience um, and I it was really strange I mean I ended up in this really really dark place and it was really really dark but you could see like other people wandering around and um, just wandering quite lost and I tried talking to them I was asking them where am I where am I but none of them would answer back it was terrifying because you just felt this feeling of loss and just horrible and dread and it was just a horrible feeling just felt, just felt it was horrible and there was people dancing and then there was also loads of seats and there was people sat down but all the people sat down were like really weird they were really deformed there was two guys there that had i can i can i remember them so clearly but they had like their foreheads stuck together like there like that and there was other people as well there was like a couple that were deformed as well and they were like doing things and like rude things and they wanted me to join in with them and I was just like oh my gosh where am I this is horrible and there was all these other deformed people and they were all trying to touch you and it was just horrible and I was like in the hospital bed in this in it in this in this waiting room when all these other people were sat on chairs there was people dancing and then the man appeared um he had black trousers on and a navy blue shirt buttons down and he basically um, wouldn't leave me alone. He was all over me like a rash, touching me, stroking me, playing on my hair. Uh, he was talking to me. Uh, he was saying to me that I had to go with him. I had to go to sleep. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, it's time to go to sleep now forever. Uh, he also gave me, um, he kept offering me um, alcohol and fancy glasses, like cocktail glasses sort of things. You know, the ones with the stem, the little, thick, like, I don't know, the little tiny cocktail, I don't know what you have. They're just really fancy. Kept offering me alcohol. And I remember being really, really thirsty and having a sip of this alcohol. And it was just disgusting and I spat out. And then he gave me this rose and it was a really, 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 really dark, 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 dark red, almost purple rose. I've never seen one that dark before. And he gave me a rose and he was just telling me I needed to go with him. I needed to go to sleep forever. Um, I had another guy come up to me as well. He had blonde hair, Afro-Caribbean, like bleached. And he said to me, look, are you OK? Are you OK? And I was like, you got, can you get this man away from me? Who is he? I don't know what he wants. He's telling me I've got to go with him. Tell him to go away. He's scaring me. Anyway, he did, and that man did disappear in the end. He was just vanished. And I did say, actually, before that as well, when he was saying to me, 
come with me, come with me, go to sleep. I did say no, no, go away, go away, leave me alone. I did say that. Anyway, and um, then all of a sudden this window appeared in front of me, like a big rectangle window, and it was just glowing, like really glowing out bright, and I had to get into that room. Anyway, I did get into that room in the end, and then I must have not long after that woke up from the coma, and immediately after I'd sort of like recovered a little I started looking for the rose my family was sat around my bed and they were just like what are you looking for Dan you know what are you looking for I said well this man gave me a rose I was like what what are you on about you've been in a coma for like two weeks I said no it was the other night gave me this rose it's really dark I need to find it I need to find it now and they was like no you haven't when, when was this so I said the exact time the exact day and they were all like like that really horrified and I said why what's wrong and they said oh that was the time that the doctors said that you were dying that they wanted to gather all the family and friends to say their final goodbyes because there was no way you was going to make it so it was actually a bit of a miracle then because there was no one's going to make it but at the time when I was really sick as well and in the coma I had a whole church praying for me um, and I'm really thankful for that because <laughs> I think them praying for me was what saved me because all the doctors were just dumbfounded I should have died it was a miracle um after that I became a born-again Christian at the church that was praying for me but again in um 2011 I got really ill again and um the same thing same thing liver failure only it was a lot worse and again I was putting into put into a coma only this time I had a bit of a different experience um, I actually, my, my soul left my body, that's the only way I can say it, because I saw myself led in a hospital bed. I was way up high, and I was looking down on myself, thinking, oh, what am I doing down there? You know, what am I, what am I doing? Oh, I look really peaceful, and I did. I looked so peaceful, like I was just sleeping, and I didn't have any, like, wires or monitors or breathing equipment, nothing at all. And, and when I looked at myself, everything, absolutely everything, like my gown, the floor, the bedding on, on the, you know, the sheets and the blankets on the hospital bed were just glowing this white, really, really, really glowing, really, really glowing, white, 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 really glowing. And, um, but in reality, the gown I was wearing was actually blue. Um, it had a little tiny white thing collar, that was about it. The blankets on the hospital bed was blue as well, and quite a dark blue, not a light blue, a dark blue. And the floor, if I can remember, was like a dark green um, in there. So that was weird, I was looking down on myself. Oh, and also I was covered in, you know, I had a life support machine on, so as you can imagine, I was covered with wires and breathing tubes and monitors and drips and all sorts everywhere um what a mess i must have looked a right mess but when i saw myself never saw any of that but um in reality I, I was covered in it all so that was strange but now this is the amazing part which just is absolutely amazing but when i was up there i wasn't alone <sighs> i wasn't alone um there was someone with me and i couldn't see them like i couldn't see facial features or nothing like that this person was just bright 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 white glowing like really glowing like when you look at the sun and it's really really bright you know when it's really bright and it hurts your eyes doesn't it? it hurts your eyes well it was like that apart from you could look right in his right into at him you could look right at him and it did not hurt your eyes whatsoever and the feeling I had oh it was just amazing it was just a feeling of pure love like love I've never felt before it was so powerful I knew this person loved me like more than anyone else has ever loved me even family even my own parents 
anybody i've never felt love like that ever it was so strong and so powerful and the other one was i felt peace such peace and i felt safe like i was protected this person was awesome he was amazing i did not want to leave this person i wanted to stay with this person i did not want to come back i wanted to stay where i was because it was just so beautiful and it was so peaceful and i felt so happy um we did speak to each other but it was through telepathically through our minds and we was going backwards and forwards i was saying to him please don't let me go back i want to stay with you um and um i'm not i wish i knew what you said back but i don't but we, we i did we were speaking i can remember it but that that person i really do believe it was jesus himself because i've never known anything like it before it was just so powerful it was wonderful and i just wanted to let people know out there i know there's other amazing heaven and hell testimonies where people see more when i saw hell it was, it was just weird things and just dark and just a feeling of utter despair and lost and where am i and all that sort of just it was horrible a horrible 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 place and i do believe it was a part of hell i don't believe i saw all of hell it was just a section of hell that i went to i don't know which part but it was and i believe as well that i only went to a well I, the second time I, when I saw Jesus, I think I was in a part of heaven, but not, I didn't see no golden city or nothing like that. It was just, everything was just white. It was almost like being up in the sky. It was just amazing. But, um, anyway, that's all I want to say is that hell is real. And I don't like to say that because it's scary as anything, but it is real. It's real that we don't just die and that's it. We go somewhere else and hell is real. And so is heaven. Heaven is real also. And Jesus is real. You don't just die and that's it. I don't care what anyone says. There is somewhere you go after and it's heaven or it's hell. So please, you know, make yourself right with Christ, with Jesus, because he loves you all. He loves every single one of you, all of you, even you non-believers, Muslims, everyone. He loves all of you and he does not want us going to hell. He doesn't want us to go there. But we have to make that decision ourselves. It's not up to him, it's up to us. We, we make that decision ourselves. So please let him into your heart. Please pray for forgiveness of all your sins and repent sins and try and move away from them sins. It is hard, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not perfect and I'm still fighting a battle now, but I've improved a great deal, loads. I mean, ever since I found Christ, I used to suffer with serious depression. I've got bipolar and I used to have suicidal thoughts nearly daily. But when I found Christ, all that went it's all gone he is amazing and he loves us all and please 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 everyone i just this is a warning to you all that there is somewhere you go i love you all i don't care whether you're wherever where you're from anywhere what religion you are what color skin you've got i love you all and i care about you all and this is why i'm doing this video to warn you all that there is somewhere you go after death it doesn't just end when you die there is another place you go to that your soul goes elsewhere it is real 100% real, I promise you. It is real. Heaven is real, hell is real. Jesus loves you. But if you reject him and his love, you've made the decision and choose hell. Think about it.